ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. All right, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my podcast friends? It is Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio where we take it from the YouTube live stream, where you guys can get your questions answered on anything around dating, relationships, and social dynamics in the world of human interaction. The Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter is now being released, something that you guys have been asking for quite some time. You know, it's just a quick sip of social dynamics and what I'm currently exploring before your weekend dive. It could be an exchange from one of my clients and I, it could be a quick tip for you going out, it could be anything in the world of dating, social dynamics, relationships, human interaction, and then just all the other cool shit, whether it be around fitness, other podcasts that are blowing my mind, updates to the resources of wisdom where i'm gonna be able to let you guys know when new anime docos uh music quotes books etc get added to it yeah it's just a quick sip so it's free all you have to do is head to boldoja.com drop your email in there and you'll receive the very next sip hot and fresh this delicious episode is brought to you by boldoja.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the toolbox of game crash course to kick ass day game get you out there get your day game sorted Pair it up with a 30-day challenge and you will be sweet. You can also book one-on-one Skype coaching where we dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to help you move forward in your life. You you can get infill breakdowns, you can have HD recorded sessions so you don't have to worry about taking notes. You can also gain access to the Bowl Inside, which is priority messaging, which means you get access to me on my private WhatsApp number. You also get access to priority bookings, so you won't be waiting forever to get your session booked in. Finally, you can book in for those deep, immersive boot camps, the Day Game Foundation of Boot Camps. Have the path of illumination laid out for your social skill set. You know, it's about attaining the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see a woman anywhere that you are, anytime, anywhere, no matter how you're feeling, and be confident that you know exactly how to run this interaction, bring the best of yourself, the best of your 50, convey that direct, congruent, authentic, masculine intent. Yes, sir. Bootcamp is just the foundations of that and the work to come, which will be uh, heavily, heavily involved with me for the 12 weeks after that. So... Serious inquiries only, or via boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there, or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below, and anything that you guys do contribute goes straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And with that being said, it's time to dive into this social Q&A live. Let's go. The criteria for an optimal wing, for a good wing. Who should you be going out with? Who should you be hitching your wagon to along this journey that's going to actually further the optimal, and not just the optimal, but the growth that you wish to see? Who's going to be able to foster an environment for you in which that that's going to be most effective and efficient? That's what my mind goes to when it comes to wings, because for me, I, I, maybe a lot of people look at wings as a crutch, as, well, I need my, actually, a lot of guys do, I need, I need my wing as a crutch, or I need my wing to help me, uh, but more so, I've always found, at least in my journey, that wings are more like brothers, they're more like people that just are there along the journey with you, very similar to, you know, a sexual relationship with a woman coming in, that, you know, we're just riding this journey together, and I feel like that's why I, I just start off by saying here that I've had very few wings, over the last eight to nine years, I've had very few wings, I think I can count on less than one hand, less than one hand of guys that I actually would have called one of my wins. And there's, I will get into the reasons for that. But anyway, so that's where my mind goes of wings just as a starter offer. And bring it back in here. The criteria that I say to guys that you need to check for 
when it comes to selecting for a really awesome wing. Number one, skill set. Number two, mindset. Skill set first. Skill set first is that you guys should have been on a very similar path in terms of your skill set and no more than two steps ahead or two steps behind. You know, if your wing or the guy that you think might want to become a wing of yours or you want to become a wing of someone else, if you're any more than two steps ahead of that person, it's actually going to be more detrimental or two steps behind as well. And the reason for this is because skill set is relevant and that the lessons that you're learning in the field and the lessons when you're going out in the day or you're going out at night, and by the way, it's specific to when you're going out because you could have a wing that's much, much several steps ahead of you in terms of skill set at night. So, but maybe you can still go up him the day. That's definitely a nuance there. So just put that to the side for a second. But the reason why it's so detrimental to go out with someone who's really far ahead of you or really far behind you is because the lessons you're currently learning are not relevant to each other. So you could take someone, I got a lot of different analogies for this, but you could just take someone and actually, oh, holy shit, there's so much I want to dive into. Let me pause here for a second though. I just give you straight tactics right from the beginning, which is how, well, how would I know? How would I know if I'm two steps ahead or five steps or 10 steps? Well, take the 10 for 10 test. Take the 10 for 10 test, what I call the 10 for 10, in which that, let's say we're taking the day, the day game skill set, in which that you're going to go out uh, on a day game session with this potential wing. Let's say I give you both an hour and you're going to meet 10 of your 10s. That's why I call it the 10 for 10. 10 girls that absolutely blow your fucking mind, right? And you put you in a mall, 10 tens. You got an opportunity to meet 10 tens. Number one, engagement. How likely and how many of those tens are you likely to go ahead and meet in that hour? Is it one? And then you freak out on the rest of on the other nine. Is it five out of 10? Maybe you go up to your tens. Is it a seven? Is it 10 out of 10 that you go up to? How many would you actually approach? Check that first. Second check is if you were actually able to engage one of your tens out there in the day, out there in the mall, let's say Burke Street Mall, you're out there. And you go up to one of your tens, what is your ability to be able to execute your skill set with them? Are you able to carry in a full interaction from open qualification investment close? And then progress from there? Or maybe you just get out to the open. Maybe you're just getting through to qualification, you stop there. What I would say is that it's just those two things. I'll check that. And so if you compare that with your wing, if you're any more than two steps ahead or two steps behind your wing in the 10 for 10 test, he's probably not going to be a good wing for you. Because the guy that, and this well, this is a good organic segue back to what I was speaking about before. If you're at the stage where you take that 10 for 10 test and you can only go up to one, you only got the confidence, you've only got at the stage of the journey, you're so green, you're so new that if you were put in a mall across an hour and you were presented with 10 of your absolute 10s and barring that they had any logistical or emotional or romantic uh, objections that would preclude you from being able to actually get into a full interaction regardless of how good your 50 was because she's got her own shit to deal with her 50 you know barring all those things if, she, if she's there and you're there can you go up to that girl if you're only going to that 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 type of girl you're 10 one times out of 10 but your wing is going out maybe to three to five maybe to 10 even three even three is too much further ahead of you because what that speaks to is that he's much further ahead of the journey at least in skill set and this comes back to the idea that he's going to be learning much different things than you are. The lessons that you need to learn are not the lessons that he needs to learn. And there's too much nuance within that. And this is very detrimental to someone who's very new. It's very detrimental to someone who's very new because it makes you feel depressed. It makes you feel 
kind of worthless and useless in the sense that, you know, you see this person who's much further ahead of you and you're trying to learn from them. But when you apply what they're learning, if you were to come back and say, oh, you know, what would you learn from that? Or what did you get from that? And then you try and apply that in your interactions and it doesn't work. And if anything, it actually, it's, it makes the interaction harder for you because you're focused on lessons from someone else. So that's why you've got to have a similar skill set when you're looking for a good win. You guys, two steps ahead or two steps behind. If I can only right now in the 10 for 10 test only go up to one of my 10s out of 10, presented with 10 of those opportunities, I don't want to be going out of anyone who can do any more than three out of that 10. If anyone's going to more three in that 10, then I don't want to spend much time around that person. That's just on skill set. Let me take, now, I was going to talk about mindset as well, but there's actually a different mindset part two. Along with this skill set, you might think, well, wouldn't it be really good to have someone who's much, much further ahead of me? So maybe not, maybe three or four steps ahead of me, but maybe someone who's on that 10 out of 10 for the 10 for 10 test. Maybe someone who's just really, really far ahead. And actually, that's even worse. The further someone gets ahead of you in skill set, the least you want to wing with that person, the least you want that, the less you want that person to be winging with you. Because just because someone... Just because someone knows how to roll doesn't mean that they know how to teach you how to roll. And I'm, this is something, a lesson that I learned back when I was uh, playing basketball in high school, which is that the best coaches were not necessarily the best players. And actually, if you look at it in the world of uh, jiu-jitsu itself, uh, John Danaher is one of the world-renowned Brazilian jiu-jitsu coaches. And his uh, podcast with Joe Rogan is absolutely fascinating. And he's one of the few coaches, he's one of the best, one of the best in the world, recognized by everyone, just one of the best. Yet he has almost no worldwide accolades in terms of actual competition. I think he might have some low-level competition experience, but he's never like won world titles in jiu-jitsu. He's never uh, been to the absolute best player himself, but he is almost worldwide, worldwide recognized as one of the best coaches. Because there is a fundamental different thing between knowing what you do and knowing how to explain what you do and to be able to convey that to someone. And so if you're going to go out with someone who's so much further ahead of you, that actually, I remember when I was first beginning, there was a guy called, uh, I forgot what we used to nickname him. I know his real name. But I'm not sure I should use, I can use his real name. Is uh, Salman, Sal. When I was first beginning, he was so damn further ahead of me and it actually used to shut me down. It used to shut me down because he was not willing nor qualified to coach. And this is what I was talking about before, is that because he was just out there doing his thing, not really able to explain how he's able to just, just pluck it up, just going up to little girls, left, right, and center, left, right, and center, out in the mall, day game. And he's not really, he, he could never pass any of that on to me. All I was rele- relegated to was just watching him kill it. And for someone who's at step one, who's on the one out of 10 out of that 10 for 10 test, it's really demotivating. Because you see someone who's doing everything that you want to be able to do, yet you can't do what they're able to do. Plus, they're not able to teach you what they're doing. So with that, and that's what I said before, is that that's why it's even worse to be going out and winging with someone that is much, 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 much further ahead of you. Because most of the time, they are unwilling to teach you. But even if you were to find someone who is willing to enlighten you and share some of the stuff there they think works for them, that doesn't mean that they're qualified. And I had a big discussion with uh, one of my clients in New York on this, which is that he resonated with this big time, which is that uh, 
guys and I remember the same. It's like just just because someone is amazing at something doesn't mean that they're amazing at teaching it. And actually, a lot of those guys that are amazing that do have a natural skill set, just look at the advent of naturals in general. At the naturals in general, most naturals cannot explain to you how it is that they have got this girl attracted to them, right? Most, in fact, they would just scoff at the idea that you could explain that. That they would just go, no, I just I, I talk to the girl. I talk to the girl. I talk to the girl. Right? That's what most naturals would say. And uh, <laughs> God damn it. It's, it's just like a personal joke between uh, some of my wigs and I. Uh, that, uh, that natural voice. <laughs> that natural voice. So let me take a pause here and just say, for those of you that are in the live stream, welcome. Uh, drop a thumbs up down below uh, if you're enjoying this content. Drop me a, a comment as well. Let me know you're here. Uh, I tried just in these first tw- 10 to 20 minutes just to stay hot in the content, but your questions, get your questions simmering in your mind. Also, Bolsip email newsletter, if you didn't catch it before, will be coming out later today. So if you haven't signed up, boldojo.com, get your weekly sip. And uh, so, yeah, anyways, um, so yeah, a natural can't break that down for you. And so don't, and that's why it's worse to go out with someone. Whew, that matcha is good. It's worse. It's so much worse to be going out of a wing or to, to try and make wings uh, out of people that are so much further ahead of you that are not qualified to teach. Now, if you've got a wing who's much, much further ahead of you, who is not only willing to teach but is qualified, that's, that's a whole different story and I'm fine with that. It's few and far between though. Few and far between. It's much better. Coming back here, I want to wrap up the skill set for the skill set criteria of being of choosing an amazing wing and choosing someone that's going to be a great wing for you and you for him is that make sure that on a skill set level they are no more than two steps ahead of you or two steps behind you right and it can be in different areas as well you can have a wing that's like 10 steps ahead of you at night but is on the relatively the same level with you in the day then just go out of them in the day like for example when i was uh, first coming up roy and matt and if you guys check the thumbnail to this got to say thumbnail thumbnail to this live stream i'm just going to look at it here now uh in that photo right there that was on a cruise through the south pacific islands the guy on the left is roy the guy on the right is matt and for the ogs know who uh, i talk about matt he's uh one of my best friends at the time passed away now but he at that time right at that time those two were so much further ahead of me at night and he used to kill me he used to shut me down so big when these two would, when I went out at night with them, I remember going out one of my first ever nights with them and they'd been going out at night because they're in the year above me. Uh, much, much more than I had ever been. I was on my first night, but they'd been going out at night for quite a bit and they were killing it, absolutely killing it in this club. They were going up to these super attractive girls, just doing all the things that are, that are just like baby cakes to me now, but at the time seemed like worlds away worlds away in which they were going up to girls on the dance floor just initiating with the hand just pulling into the hip and just having a great time with these girls making out of these girls having them sit on their lap on the couch and i'm like what the what the fuck this is like because to someone who doesn't know this it's like this is a cold situation and i'm at step one they were probably at step they were oh fuck yes this is the other thing i want to talk about the clock face of the journey this is a good time to bring it in. This is the other thing that you can check for. You know, I, t- I mentioned the, a really good test to see if you're on the same skill set, relatively similar skill sets with your potential wing is the 10 for 10 test. Just take 10 of your absolute 10s. How many of you would you meet and how far could you carry the interaction with? That's a good see. It's a good barometer. But another one, that's very micro, a macro way of seeing where you are in the journey of skill set in general 
is the clock face, which I use quite a bit. The clock face of the journey, all right, from 12 to 3, you can look at that as unconscious incompetence. From 12 to 3, you don't even know what you don't know. And then from 3 to 6 is when now you know that you don't know, or you know that you are not very good, which is now conscious incompetence. And then from six to nine is when you start to become consciously competent. You actually start to go, oh, I'm actually starting to work on some shit here. And then from nine to 12 is when you then come full circle into unconscious competence. You generally speaking want to have wings that are somewhere in the same range on that clock face of the 12 to three, three to six, uh, six to nine, and then nine to 12. If you're in that 12 to three range, it's not a good idea to be going out with someone who's in three to six or definitely not six to nine and even less from nine to 12 because the lessons are so irrelevant to you. In fact, contradictory. The lessons of someone who's in the journey of going from conscious competence to unconscious competence, which means he's got past halfway past and he's kind of from nine to 12, the lessons he's learning from nine to 12 directly contradict the lessons from someone who's going 12 to 3. From 12 to 3, he's has, he has to take major structure. He has to warm up. He has to, he has to have a log and a set target actions for every single interaction. He needs to be recording, audio recording every single interaction. That's so mechanical. That's so structured because he needs that. Now, to, to have, a, to have a, a guy, a wing, to choose a wing who's at much further on the journey in terms of skill set than you, who's going from nine to 12, which means he's really, he's got all that shit handled. He's consciously competent now and he's working to the point at which that actually, I no longer have to consciously process social dynamics anymore. Now I just do because it's getting sub-communicated. It's getting hardwired within my subconscious. If that's the last thing he's got, and the lessons he's learning, that's the last thing he's going to need. It's like, he, if you think, well, why do I have to do all this audio recording and all this structured shit with intent and, and target actions for every single session? When my wing actually has to do the complete opposite. He has to let go of all that. So you can see why it actually fucks with you. If you don't have a wing that is at least within the same quarter of the clock that you're in. And I think the clock one works really well. If uh, When you just think about things in terms of macro. And the reason why I brought it up was because with Matt and Roy at night. They, were, they weren't unconsciously competent at that point. They weren't 9 to 12 when I first started going out at night with them. They were in the 6 to 9. Right? They were just consciously competent. They were just they were still had to think about it a little bit, but they were, they were at least they, were, they knew what they were doing. I was in that, tw- I was, not only was I in the 12 to 3, I was at like 12.1. You know, I was like just at the absolute first step of it. So it used to fuck with me. I remember this one night where is the first time, what the fuck was the name of the club? Uh, for those of you at Adelaide, it's opposite the Adelaide Casino. It's no longer a club though. It's like a it's like a Spanish Mexican tapas bar or something. But it used to be a free club that everyone started off at. Uh, you start the night off at. And I remember the yeah this one night where I went in there, Matt and Roy they put in these two absolute dime pieces. They're having a great time making out uh, in this club, and I was like standing on the side just watching this shit go down. And I was like, you think that I'm excited about it now? But you think that would be exciting? It's not. It's not. That kills you. That kills you because I'm not out there to watch, yet I can't do at the same time what they're doing. So, And not only that, but when they're done with the interaction, I can't go up to them and say, hey, could you show me how to do that? Because they're not qualified to show me how to do that. 
They don't know how they're doing that right now. They're still in learning stages right there. And even if they were unconsciously uh, competent, gone full circle, that still wouldn't mean that they're, they're qualified. You know, There's so much more goes into be able to coach someone uh, more than your own skill set. In fact, it has very little to do with your own skill set, more to do with your ability to analyze and break down someone else's. Anyways, so that shuts me down. So I spend the rest of the night walking or the rest, at least the next hour before we change clubs, walking around this dance floor, just kind of like scared, scared, fake smile. And I remember this, what shout out to the fat chick. <laughs> All right. God love her. God love her. But, uh, she was a heavy girl. She was a heavy girl. And yeah, listen, like that's her choice. That's fine. But I'm not hating on fat girls. I'm not hating on chubby girls. This is what it is. And, uh, Actually, you can have a bit of fun as well. You can have a bit of fun. But anyways, moving beyond that point, complete tangent. I remember this uh, one very heavy set uh, girl came up to me and she she like tapped me on the shoulder and I was, I was like relegated to just dancing with her. Just dancing with her. And like you can see the, the smile on my face because it's like it's brutal. It's just brutal. Just watching Roy and Matt with these two dime pieces just running it. And then the only thing I have is just this... Okay, okay, so yeah, we'll leave that there, but you guys know what I'm saying. So anyways, I said I was going to talk on mindset here. I'll take a, uh, I'll take a quick pause, just just get my breath here and just say that you guys in the live stream, hope you're enjoying this. If you are, drop a thumbs up down below. I do see your comments popping up. I will uh, be starting to wrap up this section. Well, actually, we're, actually we've, got, we've got a bit more to go. We've got a bit more to go. How long are we into this? Um... It says 20-something minutes, but i got to remember that sometimes I hit record on my streamer before I uh, before I actually hit stream on YouTube. Anyways, but we're getting too derailed. But yeah, drop me comments down below. Get your questions ready. We will be coming up within the next, I would say, 10 minutes or so. We'll open up for the uh, wide-ranging open mat Q&A. So I said, so that's just skill set. Just make sure you're, you're in the same place skill set-wise. Now, I was going to talk about mindset because this is just as important if not more, probably more. What I'm about to say here is probably more, more real, more important for you in selecting a wing and having a brother that's going to ride the journey with you, which is a similar mindset. Yeah, you guys, if you can't hear each other's thoughts, there's almost no point in going out together. Right? That's what I mean by when I said at the beginning of this potter, at the beginning of this social Q&A, which is that, Wings should be more brothers, looked at more as brothers than tools. And when I say tools is that they're not, of course, they will offer you great mechanisms and ways and, and best practices and ways to be able to hone your skill set for sure. But actually, the best thing about a wing and the thing that you should look for most in a wing is trust, right? is the trust, the honor, the ability to fail in front of them and know that you can in fact do so. And that all comes down to similar mindset. If you guys can't hear each other's thoughts, and if you guys primarily do not have similar motivations, if, if you are an internally motivated person, but your potential wing that you're looking at here is externally motivated, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. You know, externally motivated people must be paired with other externally motivated people. And the same goes for internally motivated. It's too much of a clashing of heads. Your perception of reality, the way that you're running in this journey is completely different. And so that the way that you interpret feedback, the way that you come home at the end of a night, the way that 
you guys finish a night together, the way that you finish a day session together and the way that you interpret feedback and the way that you guys watch in and listen to each other's interactions, etc. And then even if even if you guys are humble enough to know that, well, I'm not, I'm not a coach, so I shouldn't be giving my wing uh, feedback, but it's even just the way that the way that you support him or the way that you receive him when he does fail, uh, when he does succeed, you know, all of this is going to be colored by whether you're an internally or externally motivated person, which is why that I've said that I've had very few wings in my time, less than like true brotherhood wings in which, and I, listen, I mean, there's a much larger circle of great guys I've gone out with, but I would not consider them wings. Wings to me are brothers. They are people that in my darkest hours, in the worst of nights, in the worst of sessions, in the day, in the complete fuck-ups of day twos, of where you just completely bombed, where uh, for whatever reason you just made a tremendous mistake, you you uh, completely misread this girl, maybe uh, uh, you completely rushed it towards sex, you couldn't get it up, and it was just complete abysmal failure. Your wing should be the person that you can call up immediately afterwards and just talk about it with. That's what a wing is. And if your wing has a completely different mindset to you, is on that red pill, external motivated. And listen, I'm not saying that all people on red pill are externally motivated. It's just a commonality. You know, and they they and the way that they just perceive life is so far off to you, it's gonna cl- you're gonna clash heads. You're gonna clash heads and you're not gonna feel open. And you just, that's, it's, it's, it's mindset. It's mindset in which that, are we, are we on that 10 minute mindset or are we on that 10 year mindset? Is my wing on that internally motivated or is my wing on that externally motivated? You want to look for a wing that has very similar mindset in that sense. And then of course that you feel like you could fail in front of again and again and again and again, right? You know, I think about all my, I think about the guys that I do consider wings. It's just that, you know, we used to send each other off on day twos. I, and I haven't had, I mean, it's, it's interesting now when I look back, look to my, uh, how I've progressed through the journey now, even to this day, like, I think, yeah, it's, it's like a wing in your fundamental formative years can be extremely, extremely beneficial, but also just as harmful if you do not select for the correct one. I was just, I think through the serendipity of just the straight serendipity of luck that I met Jordan. And that Jordan and I could hear each other's thoughts. That when we were in set together, that when we came out of set together, that when we were going our bowl session weekends, our bowl weekends, where you go out Friday twilight, Friday Friday day, Friday twilight, Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, Sunday uh, morning, and then uh, Sunday day potentially. You know, that we just lived and breathed each other. We understood each other's psychology. And that we were at the almost perfect skill set match. And this one, I'm going to wrap this up before I dive into Adi's uh, Instagram message which is that we were a perfect match for skill set uh, in the day, particularly with Jordan and I when we first met. And to the point where, and at that stage when we first got uh, started together, you know, the day game was still quite new and not a lot of people knew much about it. And particularly not many people knew what instant dates were. You know, and they certainly couldn't teach it very well. Not like well, the shit that I can run today where it's just clockwork and it's just baby cakes now. You know, and that's like the default now. That's like that used to be Mount. That used to be Mount Olympus for us when we were working out the system uh, to going on regular instant dates. But we were so close in skill set, so that's a win right there. That's why Jordan became an amazing wing. But more so for mindset that we were 
we were both just out there to learn and we had no problem failing in front of each other and that we regularly sought to do so. That at any moment, any given time, it just didn't matter. We didn't matter because we trusted each other. We trusted that we come back, that there would not be no judgment, no hate, etc. And then even when, because uh, at that time, Jordan would go out more at night than I would. I remember the first time I went out at night and I asked Jordan to help me. He was much further ahead of me, but Jordan was willing to coach me. He was willing to help me through it. And then I caught up very quickly to him, especially if you've been doing a lot of day game. It doesn't take long to catch up in the night game skill set. A bit different if you haven't done any night or any day at all. But, you know, it's just that psychology, that wings should be brothers, not tools. And I think that's where I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah, we hit the skill set, similar skill set, similar mindset, similar place on the clock face of the journey and make sure that you're someone that you could ride or die with. Otherwise, I wouldn't consider them a wing and I wouldn't ask them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out with them regularly. It's better, let me say, let me finish with this. It is better, much better, it is much better to go out solo than to go out with someone that you are not aligned with in skill set or in mindset. Because that is only going to hurt you. That is only going to cause further issues. It's actually going to slow you down. It's only going to make you feel worse. It's much better just to get your balls together, saddle up, baby, and go out on your own, for sure, until you meet someone, until you meet someone that you could ride or die with. Oh, okay. So with that being said, I'm going to dive into this question here. It's not... The reason why I wanted to hit this context first... Holy shit. The reason why I wanted to hit that context and that hard tactical stuff first is because I got this question on the gram from Adi, which spurred off why I want to talk about wings today. However, his question can be answered very quickly. And it's also hard to... uh, it was hard to find a title for his questions, so I thought I'd just drop some shit on the wing stuff, rehash it for those. And uh, so I'm going to dive into his question now. But before I do, for those of you in the live stream, welcome. Social Q&A Live. Hachibun. And uh, if you guys have got your questions, get them ready. Uh, start dropping them in the feed. I'll get back to them in a second. Uh, drop a thumbs up on this content if you are enjoying it. Helps it get sent out to the rest of the YouTube world, algorithms, all that shit. And uh, drop me a comment down below. Let me know how you are. And- and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get in. We'll get in soon. So, here we go. Adi says to me on the gram, Yo, Adam, just listened to Potter 24 about winging and stuff. I like the material, but was kind of hoping you would talk about maybe like how to wing with guys if you're mostly from solo game. When I solo game, part of the appeal for me is that I'm never around people I know or in brackets, rarely. In brackets. So, I'm ashamed to say... But a lot of the time when I'm with the bros, I get a little unsettled because I can feel them watching me. I don't know what I expect you to say, though. I know it's all in the head at what I choose to find unsettling. Maybe if you encountered this feeling, let us know or something. Yeah, so as you can see, it was hard for me to find a title for that. It's not going to take me long to get through this. But Adi, first off, what I'll say this is that if you're a solo guy going out with... Actually, did you say going out with wings or just with bros? How to wing with guys if you're mostly with solo game. Solo game, part of the appeal for me is that I'm never around people I know. Yeah, that's normal. I'm just making sure I get this correct. But you said here, I'm ashamed to say, but a lot of time when I'm with the bros. So what that tells me is that these bros are not actual wings. Is that correct? I know you, are you, are you still in, if you're in the live feed, if you're in the live feed, just, uh, I'm just going to quickly dive in a day. 
just just give me some further context to that. If you don't answer over the next 30 seconds, I'm just going to roll. I'm, I'm going to roll anyway, but I'll roll it. I'll get an answer both ways. I'll answer. How about that? How about that, motherfucker? I'll answer both ways. <laughs> okay, so uh, for a solo guy going out, let's take option A with people that don't that aren't wings and that also don't know about cold approach at all because this is a very big thing and something that one of my clients in the states in particular won't mention the state uh but he knows who he is shout out no one even say his name <laughs> what if it say his name we used, we've talked about this quite a bit together he knows who he is we've talked about this quite a bit together and for a solo guy going out with people just with like friends cousins uh zebras from the uni from college etc that have no idea about cold approach the best way to handle that situation is that you just do you. You just do you. And that if you are still at the stage in which that, for you, as you told me, ID, is that it's unsettling for you to have people, whether they are your your wings or your bros, which we haven't quite worked out yet, but it's either, either or. If it's you're still at the stage where it's unsettling for you to just be in an environment where they might be watching what you're doing, what that means is that you're probably still somewhere either between 12 to 3 on the clock or maybe 3 to 6. Maybe somewhere in between the middle there, but you're still learning. you still got your training wheels on, which means that you need to be structured, highly structured. When you go on out solo, in particular, highly structured. When you're a beginner in general, highly structured. And what that looks like for, for you going out and say you're in this club, and you got your bros there, and let's just say in this option A, they don't know anything about cold approach. They don't know anything about that. They're just coming out to have a few, uh, have a few frosties, and you know, have a good time, get drunk, whatever. And you want to go out, but you know you're here because you're here to work on social dynamics. Well, then you just run as you need to. You you run the night as you should be, which is that for all beginners and for all people on the clock face between twelve to six, you should have hard intent. You should have chosen an intent for the night. It's either active or passive. I'm either actively engaging social dynamics tonight or I'm passively chill, aka I'm either in SpongeBob SquarePants hustle mode or I'm in Patrick Starfish chill. One of the two. I'm either taking the active or the passive. What's your intent? You choose. If I am doing this active, then I have no time to be frosting it up with the lads, all right? With my lads, I get frosty. That's cool. You guys do you, but I've got to do me here. And you don't have to explain it to them. You don't have to explain it to them. You don't have to justify what you're doing at all. It's just that, okay, you guys have come here to uh, to get your beaks wet. Well, I've come here to grind. So you go grind. And so you should have, and I've, if you take it, if you're asking this question, you are somewhere between 12 to 6 in the clock face. I'll say probably somewhere just based on the way you ask the question. Maybe you're not quite unconsciously incompetent. Maybe, maybe you're between more 3 to 6. And you're starting to work uh, towards conscious incompetence, right? You're working it out. In that case, then you should have targets. You should have targets for exactly what you need to do every single night that you're not going out on a whim that I'm actively engaged in the process of social dynamics. Or don't choose that intent and just chill, frosty it up with zillads and the bros, right? So you got to make sure you got hard intent, you know what you're doing, now that was option A. That was option A with people that don't know about cold approach, which is that, yeah, just let them do what they need to do. No justification needed. You just do you. Now let's say that you're going out with option B with what? Well, but actually, does that make sense? Because now it doesn't make sense if 
Because you say, I'm ashamed to say, a lot of the time when I'm with bros, I get a lot unsettled because I can feel them watching me. So here's my question. If, if you're going out with them and they're not enlightened to the process of cold approach and social dynamics, then why are they just watching? You feel me? Because if it's option B, which it must be, it's either option A, which I described before, which is what makes me think it's it's most likely that they're not in cold approach. I'll, I'll check the chat box in a second, but just in case you get updated me on the context. But if it's option B, because this is very interesting, if you're going out with people, because I know this because this is real, in which that if you're going out with people that are watching, that are taking rest, that are not actively pursuing themselves, you shouldn't be going out with them. Right? That that is unsettling. And I don't I will not have that. So let me just text let me just check this box here to see uh Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So Adi's just coming with the chat box, giving me the further context saying, Yeah, yeah, they're not wings. Uh you're right, boss, you're right. <laughs> Good, I thought so because but it's interesting. It's interesting because in option B, that's real though. Some guy like I remember a lot when I was first going out that there would be like 10 of us. 10, 15 of us that would go out at night, we'll meet up at Jordan's apartment and we'll all uh we'll all get our pre-drink green tea. <laughs> we'll pre-drink our green tea and we'll get our fucking coconut water. And we would like we would hype up and we'll get some some beats plague. His apartment was in the absolute epicenter of Adelaide uh, CBD. He was like literally a thrown stir away from Heinley Street. And then we'd all go down right. And listen, we all we all, everyone was on varying skill sets. We were on varying, varying skill sets, but regardless of the skill set, we were all choosing the active intent of that we're all going out for social dynamics tonight. No one rocked up to that apartment at 8 p.m. saying, I am chilling tonight. Otherwise, you would not have been allowed. You would not have been allowed. So when we get out there on the street, though, things fucking change. Things fucking change in which that, everyone's got to get, everyone's got to plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mike Tyson, my friend. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And what this is in social dynamics is that everyone's got a big set of balls until they get in front of their 10. This is so true. And when you get out onto the street, and even though we've all we've all said we're here to we're here to get it done tonight. Jordan and I would step out first, boom, first girls that walk by, we're in. What's going on tonight, girls? Right? More girls go by. It's like it's like pumping. There's tons of people down, and we get done with our interaction, and we just see like three or four guys who we came down the escalator with, came down from the lift with, just standing on the side watching. Now, this is why I'm bringing this back here because we will start to get into the Q and A soon, because it's not option B as you've said. But if you are ever find yourself in the situation in which option B is real in which that you've gone out with people who said they were going to go out actively with you, but they end up just watching, cut them. Fucking cut them. They are leeches. They are leeches. One of my clients uh, in Vegas the other day I was talking with, uh, shout out to B, he was asking me, should I go out with guys that don't do that don't take action? I'm like, no, no, they leech. They leech your energy. And that maybe not seem so obvious at the time, Maybe not at first or maybe not theoretically, but get in there with them. What you realize that someone who says, and uh, who anyone who ever rocked up to a bowl session, these free community sessions I'll do in there, 
Anyone who ever rocked up to her and said, I'm just here to watch, I'd send them home. Go fucking home. You're not allowed to be here. Because, not not because I'm unempathetic to the fact that you are on the clock face of 12 to 12, that you are at 12.01. That you, no, no, not even. You're just at 12. You have not even taken action. You have no idea about what you do not even know. But the fact that you've come up here, I'm not. it's not that I'm not empathetic to that. What I'm saying is that someone who has come into a group of people that have all said, we're here to fuck shit up. Uh, we are here to get it done. For someone to come in and say, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to fucking watch. And, you know, a lot of times they don't say it so maniacally like that. But they, but it's like, it's sadistic in my mind because it's like, what are you, why would you want to take energy from the group? Right? If there's a misalignment in that way, you are to only take energy from the group. So throughout a night, and of course you can't control other people's actions. So if whenever I notice that, uh, especially at night as well, because you're, you're in the same bar, and you notice that you went out with 10 or 12 guys that night, and three or four of them, maybe five or six, are just standing in the old chode crystal, right? <laughs> just in the chode crystal. You just, you don't, you don't speak to them for the rest of the night. You separate. You do not allow your energy to get sucked, to get drained, to get leached, because just being in the presence of someone who's operating in a different frequency, particularly negative, it's, it takes away from you. So anyways, uh, Adi, hopefully that, uh, that actually sums up your question real quick, which is that, and just ha- summary up here before we dive into the Q&A, is that <clears throat> when you're out with the bros or people who don't know about cold approach at all, you need to be hardcore on your structure. And I'll I'll even regularly, regularly, uh, what I'll do is when I'll go out with people that maybe had no idea about cold approach is that when we step into the venue, even before that, I'm already engaging people in the line. That's kind of normal. Like that's normal. Most most people will engage other people in the line up to a club, even if they're not in cold approach because you're standing there. Like it's easy. But when you get into the club, it's like, no, there's no waiting. There's no waiting. It's just like, boom, first person I see, I see you, go talk to you. And then you just go on throughout it. And then even if someone was to say, hey, hey, Adam, I noticed you've been going up to all these uh, all these girls and all these people. What's going on here? What's going on here? Actually, yeah, it's like, what, what, what's the play? It's like, hey, I'm just meeting people. Hey, I'm just meeting people. They don't need to know about your particular set target for the night or how many people you need to meet in what time frame and what particular skill set you're working on. You don't need to justify any of that. If they want to dive in deeper, that's for another time. Just do UAD. Just do you. All right, my friends, that wraps up the content. Yeah, content on the Social Q&A Live episode eight. So now we're going to dive into your questions. Dive into the activity feed and uh, just get loose on this. How long are we going for? Oh, that was, yeah, this was a bit longer. This was a bit longer because normally I try, I say, when we don't do a full potto at the beginning because I try to uh, keep it as sharp, but it's because... Uh, there was some more content on the wingmanship at the beginning that I thought there would be. And it just came out nice. So anyways, this is now the time where you guys can get any questions answered on dating, relationships, social dynamics, anything in the world of human interaction. I will just remind you here if that you've just entered this live stream, drop a thumbs up down below. Let me know that you're enjoying it. Helps to get sent out to other people. And uh, drop me a feedback as well. If you're watching this in post, just drop me a comment on the YouTube video. It helps out the video. Uh, but bowl sip email. Also, a weekly email newsletter. If you haven't signed up to that yet, the first one will be going out today in about five hours or so, 3.20 p.m. I'll explain, maybe at the end, I'll explain why 3.20 p.m. But 
Uh, but yeah, anyways, just boldoja.com, drop your uh, email in there, quick sip of social dynamics before your weekend, and the other awesome, exciting shit that I'm exploring each week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's free. So, bold sip email list, that's all there. And with that being said, without further ado, we're going to dive. Oh, yeah, and also, I almost forgot to say, the super chat option is available. So, what that means is that if you want to donate to this channel and help support what's gone here at the dojo, get your brick in the dojo. Uh, you guys can get your question bumped to the top by donating through the Super Chat. Go straight back to the channel. And yeah, I'll dive in much further, give much more context, much more energy to your question. And it's all greatly appreciated. Obviously not necessary, but uh, in the interest of time, if that's something you want to get bumped up to the top, it's all there. So let's dive into this chat box, my friends. Oh, shit. Okay, there we go. There's the uh, there's the first Super Chat by Ray Singh who donates a $2 New Zealand. Yes, from New Zealand. New Zealand is a beautiful country. Thank you so much, Ray. I really appreciate that. And he says, looking forward to the email wisdom. Cheers, bro. Uh, and that's, oh, it's just him saying, uh, looking forward to the bowl sip. Yeah, my man. And uh, just saying thanks. I'm, I put out a video this morning, for those of you that haven't seen it yet, called How to Get Shy Girls to Open Up. And that was uh, directly in response to one of Ray's questions. So yeah, thank you for your engagement, Ray. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it, and that uh, two dollars goes straight back to the channel. So thank you very much. And also, by the way, uh, you guys pay for the e- well. You don't pay for me putting the content in the email sip, but in terms of like the email, an email newsletter is not free. Like in terms of just set that shit up, like that that campaign stuff. So anything that you guys donate, PO box, that stuff, all the business, that that two dollars just goes straight back towards the channel. So I really appreciate it, and I'll let you guys know that you're really engaged and a part of this. It's awesome. So. Man, I'm just I'm looking at I'm looking at the uh, the in the chat feed here. We'll move up to the other questions now. I'm just looking at that thumbnail, the thumbnail of this YouTube live stream. I was I was going to talk about that that night and that. Well, when you look at that right there, maybe ah oh, fuck. I want to get to your questions though, so maybe I'll pop up in a second. If you guys want to know more about the photo, because it's it's a photo for those of you that are listening on the potter, it's that well, you can see it on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify. Um, or wherever you listen to this, you can see the photo. It's it's Roy on the left and Matt on the right, and that was a night out on the club on the cruise ship at the nightclub, and uh, amazing times. Anyway, so just yeah, wingmanship. Talking about brothers for sure. So, anyways, gonna go back to get to your questions now. Get to your fucking questions. Here we go. Ah, uh, okay, because I just take my sweet time. <laughs> so, uh, Saint Louis. St. Louis' uh, message was retracted. I don't get that because that message was him saying that the live stream was working. So I don't know why YouTube would retract that if they in fact did or if Louis did. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, Adi says, hey, what's good, boss? Yeah, well, I definitely feel that. feel like I'm good in the day, but definitely not good at nights. Yeah, work on it. Yeah, I've got a question. I've got a, uh, do, do what you're not good at. Do more of what you're not good at. Like, I know it's not a question, but that's just something I can offer you here. Idea is that whatever you suck at, there's a reason why you suck at it. And that if I'm not saying you have to become, spend all your time at night, but if you spend all your time in the day, there's so much to be gleaned, so much to be extracted from just a three week, four week period of just, just going hard at night. And your day game and your meeting girls on the day, I should say, would be so much better if you uh, learn to, to know what it means to meet girls at night. So. Uh, the next question comes from David Sango, who says, where from Oz are you? Well, it's, do you mean where do I live? Because in the moment, I'm in Adelaide, South Australia, but I'm actually from Victoria. And I spend a lot of time in Victoria, actually, in Melbourne in particular. 
especially during boot camp season, I'll spend a lot of time in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, but I'm, uh, I travel everywhere, travel everywhere, spend a lot of time in the US and the UK and, uh, not as much time in New Zealand, but have been in New Zealand. I've been to a lot of places. We, let's, let's, let's not get off of that tangent. <laughs> let's don't list off all the countries we've been to here. So, uh, anyways, Adia then goes on to say, I think at least for me, when I was beginning, I went out with real advanced dude and I actually got hell inspired. Like, yo, this dude can crush it. I've got to try that too. That's really as fuck. That's great, man. That's great. That's It's good that you can see that. It's just not the case for most people. For most people, when they go out with guys that are much further ahead of the journey than them, it shuts them down. It shuts them down, especially if that guy is not willing nor qualified to teach. It, that's, it makes it even worse. That's like getting knocked out twice. So, yeah, I'm not saying you can't get inspired uh, from guys that are much further ahead of you. It's just that it often that's not what happens for most people. For most people, when you get around people that are much further ahead of you, it actually shuts you down. That's what I've seen from most people, especially in community sessions. Especially when I get a group of guys, a group of like 15 or 20 guys and you see the guys that are absolutely killing it. Uh, the guys that are at step one, just like it, it makes it harder for them to take action. And when I pair up wings, this is a good point actually, since we're on the topic of wings. On uh, I remember this one particular uh, bowl session in Melbourne, got about 15 guys all rocked up for a day game session Sunday. And when I was pairing them up and I selected the pairs for the wings, the one guy, and I made a whole video about this called The Pizza Guy. It's a video, it's in the best of the best playlist called The Greatest Teacher in Life Will Always Be Experience or Experience is the Greatest Teacher. It's one of those two. And the story is based on this. But So I'll shortcut it here. Pizza Guy. He had no idea about Cold Approach. He didn't even know what Cold Approach was. Yet he worked at a pizza shop and he knew my friend Chenny, who Chenny was in the Cold Approach. Now Chenny on the clock face was somewhere between, I would say he was probably about six o'clock. He was consciously competent. He was consciously competent, just just getting into conscious competence, or maybe just towards the end of it, and was starting to work towards uh, his unconscious incompetence. Yeah, I'll say he was about uh, about six, about six p.m. And he met him at a pizza shop, and they just somehow got to talking about it. And he invited this pizza guy to this bowl day game session, Sunday sesh. And this pizza guy's like, listen, I don't know anything about what's going on here. Just Chetty said that you go out and you meet girls and that sounded like a cool thing to me. So he came out and I paired him with Chenny. Now, Chenny, even though being much further ahead of the journey, journey than him, Chenny was of a very similar mindset. I told you before, it's probably more important to be on the same mindset as someone, even if there is more of a gap in skill set. But even though Chenny was much further ahead of in skill set, he was much, much more willing and open to being able to coach and be in a coaching mindset. Now, I only gave him coaching criteria that he could handle. You know, I talked about being qualified to coach. Channing was at the stage in the journey where he was qualified to coach this pizza dude just to be able to open. That's it, right? Someone who's at, on the 6 p.m. of the clock phase is qualified to be able to coach someone and handle someone into, well, let's just go out and meet some girls. Let's just go up to some girls. Now, he's definitely not qualified to be breaking down, uh, you know, his intent to be breaking down his qualification and investment uh, polarity. He's not, definitely not qualified to anything beyond that sense. But he can definitely take this new pizza guy under the wing and say, let's just go meet some girls. And those two had the be- they did the best. They, they had the best session out of everyone. A gray matching, a gray matching of mindset in particular because Chetting was just a very internally motivated guy which means he was not about the external, and that's what new beginners need. 
new beginners, uh, absolute newbies need a wing that is going to nurture not only their fears and not only their uh, likelihood of absolute failure. You need to be able to nurture that, but also provide them with the confidence that, hey, it's not even about that. It's just the fact that we were going out and that's a win. And those two end up having the best. They actually went on a semi-instant date with these two girls. They opened these uh, two, two sets together and it was great. So anyways, tangent side there, but let me dive back into the questions. That's real as fuck, he says. And then Ray with that super chat, so much appreciated. Ian Kaiser comes in with morning out of, good morning, oh hi Ian. Now Ian, I've got to confess, there's, there's a couple guys, regular followers of this channel. It's, it's Shakard and it's Ian that I always get confused with whether where you guys are from. I'm pretty sure Shucks is from Sydney and Ian, I'm pretty sure you told me you're from Sydney as well. And I always forget. And because I know there's one of you, it's Shrafees from the UK. But I think you're both from Sydney. It's just that, I don't know, for some reason, you have similar profile pictures. I always, I always get confused. Anyways, next question comes from Jason Larry, who says, uh, quick recap on what external versus internal motivation means. Good question, Jason. Absolutely. It's very simple. Uh, internal versus external. Are you on this journey for the fruit? Or are you on this journey for the roots? It's fruits versus roots, baby. And which one do you prioritize? Do you prioritize and is your journey predicated on what you receive or who you are becoming? Is it from what you get or who you become? Are you only in this journey because of the game sex is money, as uh, Dan from Feels Dan would say? Or are you, in this, are you in this journey for the internal development? Are you in this journey because predominantly I need to change who I am? that I need to evolve myself, that I need to know myself, that I need to learn who I am in relation to others, and that actually the girls are only the mirrors. The girls are the mirrors that show me all of my flaws. The girls are the mirrors that show me where I need to improve, what I'm doing well, and also act as markers up this mountain as to where I am in this journey. And just show me again and again, whenever I get too high on myself, actually, maybe not. Maybe not. And it's just constant reflections. They just show you who you are. That's someone who's internally motivated because that, well, I just need to know myself. And that actually, the journey was always about myself. The journey was always about the strengthening of my being as I went up this mountain. And that if a peach ever did drop from the peak tree, excuse me, if a peach ever did drop along my journey up towards this mountain, towards that peak tree, that I would never forsake the journey for that peach. Guys that are externally motivated, the moment they get 10 steps up the mountain, they get a kilometer up the mountain, and a peach happened to drop. It wasn't exactly the peach they were looking for, it, but it was something. It was something more than they ever had before, and they so forsake the journey. They chill, they rest on themselves. That's someone who is externally motivated, and that the journey was never just the journey for the sake of the journey. They were only doing this because they wanted to eventually just get validated from something outside of themselves, from the woman outside of themselves, from the uh, the friendship circle outside of themselves. That hey, you're a fucking you're a fucking player, dude. Uh, you know that's that's all they're all looking for, and so they never really eclipse themselves, they never really evolve themselves. They're really just looking for the get. They were out for the fruits. They were not predominantly. They were not prioritizing the journey of this mountain, the deepening of the roots. And so, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's a quick recap. <laughs> that's a quick recap. That's, yeah, that summarizes it up. I'm just thinking, because yeah, I can spend a whole podcast on that for sure. Uh, 
And I know the reason why you're asking that question, where that context comes from, is that you want to find a wing that has a similar mindset. Is my wing going out because he just wants to get laid? That's an external motivation. Is my wing going out because he needs to evolve himself, and in doing so, the process of having sexual intimacy with a girl will only further that development and will further that internal evolvement. Which one is it? Which one is it? Because it's not that the getting of the laid and having sex and to having multiple sexual abundance uh, opportunities coming into your life, that's not the issue. It's how do you approach that? How do you approach that feedback? Do you rest on that? When that peach drops, do you rest on that peach? Do you sip on that peach? Or do you get back along the fucking journey and you keep walking? And you keep walking and you, and you realize that actually the fulfillment comes from the development of myself. The fulfillment comes from the development of my internal self. And that yes, what happens outside of me is nice and that the fruit outside of me is great. Absolutely. The sexual experiences, the casual relationships, the long-term relationships, it's amazing. It's amazing shit. But it's never why I got into this. It's never why I am still in this, and it's never why I will keep progressing through this. Okay, there you go. Wrap that up. Uh, next question comes from Halloween Prankster. Hey, go, my friend. He says, "Hi, mates. One of my biggest sticking points is that girls telling me, in quotes, you look like a player, in quotes, or in another quotes, you seem like you play a lot." It quotes, in night game, usually initially after I open and sometimes on day twos. Okay, let me just recap that. One of my biggest sticking points is girls telling me you look like a player. Uh, you seem like you play a lot in a night game. Okay, so I also actually this further context. He then goes on to say, they even tell me uh, I look cute or handsome. Hold up, hold up. Either, they even tell me I look cute and handsome. So my question is what I'm doing subconsciously or consciously that gives off that vibe and how can I overcome slash improve it? Thanks, mate. Yeah, bad God. I've already got your straight up answer. I've got your rap combo. Yeah, rip gamu. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really old school reference. Halloween, if you're not Australian, you probably don't know that. But shout out to the people that know that reference. You're a rip <laughs> It's such a unique reference. Anyway, so what I mean by that is that I already know why. Well, I could never say for sure Halloween, but I've got a very good guess. And it's that it's a common pattern that if a girl ever says to you, it seems like you do this a lot, or you seem like a player, or this is just you just running the mill on me. You're running me through the mill. What that means is that you are extremely mechanical and extremely robotic and that you have not come full circle and that you are most likely between six to nine. If Halloween, if you have not been in this uh, live stream the entire way, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but just for those that, well, for those that just go back, just go back. Right, it's right at the beginning of this pod I'm talking about this, but in terms of your development, what it means is that you're consciously competent, which means that you know what you're doing, but you don't unconsciously do it in which that... It's, no, it's not yet a natural process for you and that you are actively doing things and that you're still actively having to do. And within the actively having to do, it's a necessary part of your journey, for sure. The six to nine part of the clock phase of being consciously competent is necessary, absolutely necessary. But it just so happens that when you are consciously competent, what happens is that you become extremely robotic, that you are, that you are running set, Set, I would say, almost algorithms on a girl. You're 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 running patterns that you know work, 
and that you know that if I go within this structure, if I take this easel and I take this canvas and I paint within this canvas and I paint these lines and I paint this way with this particular paintbrush and because you know this works and this works really well. What that, the impression that it gives to a girl is that you're not here with me, that, that I'm not unique to the situation, that I could have been any girl. I could have been any girl and you would have said the same thing in the same way and that this is just, you just, you're up and down, Amy. Your, your strokes are up and down. And uh, I talked about this in a pot of, it's either tips for chill guys going out at night or it's another one with Nia's context. I think it's tips for chill guys going out at night. Or maybe not. Maybe it's a little bit further off from that. But anyways, the your brush strokes. So anyways, to bring it back more tactically if you hear, what I'd say is to, to relinquish this player vibe and this mechanical vibe, what you essentially need to do is get, and this is one of the hardest things to do, is to actually let go of that, let go of your structure. And that I would 100% guarantee, I couldn't give you 100% before, but I'll give you 100% now, which is that if I was to observe your interactions, what I would say is that I would, I could say for 100%, which is that your ability to be present with that girl in that moment is not where it needs to be. And that you're treating this girl like she is run of the mill and that she is just, she's, She's another experience for me to run my algorithm through. And whether you are consciously processing that and that's the way you are consciously approaching her with, most likely not. If you are, for sure don't be. But it's not that I think that you consciously say that in your mind and that guys that come off with a very playerish kind of vibe and a very mechanical, robotic kind of vibe uh, I'm actually thinking that, that I'm running the algorithm that I am just going to do up and down strokes of this girl. It's not that I think that you consciously go through that. That's just how you're operating. That's just how you're acting. Now, what you need to do is let go of the up and down stroke and that relinquish your your death grip on what brought you to this dance. Because in coming full circle and to fully get to the place of unconscious competence in which that now is just fully ingrained... <clears throat> The skill set is so fully ingrained, it's sub so conscious that now all I need to do is what all girls have been telling me. Just be myself. And that's why I've always said from the beginning of time that the most helpful piece of advice, the best piece of advice a girl could ever give you is often the most unhelpful advice. The best advice is also the most unhelpful advice for most people because for most guys, they are not at between 9 to 12 or rounding 12 and getting right back from 12 to 12. For most guys, they're at that 12 to 3, 3 to 6, 6 to 9, and which that, if you were to just be yourself, which means relinquish any process, any algorithm, any structure, any up and down stroke, and just be you, it doesn't help. It doesn't help because just being you right now is not the best version of you, and if you cannot bring the best version of you, well, you need structure to bring the best version of you, which is why you have to go through 12 to 3, 3 to 6, 6 to 9, but from 9 to 12 is now the learning of unlearning. It is now learning to let go of the structure of what you know to be an interaction of, yeah, and this is coming full circle. Like on my, in my coaching, where you got day game foundations, that's where all guys have to come in first, the day game foundations bootcamp. They're not allowed to go through uh, the advanced one-on-one -on -one until I know that they have foundations built. And also, by the way, they don't ever really need to go through the advanced. That's only for guys that are a little bit strange and uh, want to just have a, a thirst for social dynamics that they want to get taken to the next level. They just want to see what that's like. I never recommend it. It's not something I tell you you have to do. 
but for those that do go through uh, the advanced, the advanced course, there's a day three. And on day three, this is day three in learning to unlearn. And what that means is that there's no, you let go of the raft, that there's no more, there's no more day game. There's no more night game. There's no more pickup. There's no more skill set. It's just going up to the girl and being with the girl. And until you get to the place where you can let go of the paintbrush and just grab the bucket and just throw it against the fucking canvas. And what does that look like tactically? What that means is that whatever, it doesn't matter. It, I don't have to be so structured with her anymore. I don't have to uh, run the way that I'd always run, that I can fuck around so much more in my interactions now, knowing full well that I know because you've laid the foundation of open qualification investment clothes. You know what all these things mean. You can recognize patterns subconsciously. Now I can just go up to the girl, straight watermelon tactics, and just call her a watermelon, call her up on her watermelonness, and just have a great time with her, knowing full well that I can carry this interaction. And so you think, I just, the, the tactical tip, the take home tip for you, because this will relinquish the player vibe. Guys that get the player vibe and girls telling them that you're a player, what that means is that you're just being very rigid, very structured, and that you she lacks the feeling of that this is a unique experience, which you can't bring to a girl if you are running algorithm on her. You have to get past that. If you are running up and down brushstroke on her, you can't, she's never going to get that feeling from you that, oh, this is, this guy's just here with me right now. And what that means is that, ah, and so what I would say to you if that if you're going out tonight is that I'll work on that all night. And if it's, it's going to take a certain visualization. For me, the paint, the paintbrush strokes versus just throwing the paint bucket on the wall and see what happens. That's a great visualization. The other way, more if you're more rigid and scientific about it, is that, well, no more algorithm, no more structure. I'm just going to go up to girls and I'm just going to meet girls. Knowing full well that I have my foundations laid. So any nuance, any newbie here listening to this, this is not for you. If you are 12 to 3, three to six or six to nine, this is not what you should be doing. This is only for someone who's really trying to get in between nine to 12 coming full circle, which he now has to relinquish all the things that brought him to there. This is a great, actually a great wrap, a great wrap up to the beginning of this spot. So I hope that helps my man. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that was full play. Okay, let me dive back up there. Go into this fit. Go into this fit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Another super chat, Randy Perez, regular of this channel, donates the $4.99. Ah, oh, I'm so grateful, my friend. That goes straight back to the ball dojo. And um, oh man, we're gonna dive in on your question right here. He goes, hey, oh, and by the way, just before I do, let me just uh let me just say if you guys are in this live stream enjoying it right now, drop me a thumbs up down below. Really lets me know you appreciate the content, gets it sent out to the stream. If you're watching this in post, drop me a comment down below. Let me know what you're thinking about all this. Drop me a feedback. I'd really appreciate it. And of course, the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter coming out today, first edition. You better sign up because before th I'm sending out at 3.20 p.m. Australian Central Standard Time. If you don't sign up before then, you're going to have to wait till next week because you will miss it. Quick sip of social dynamics and all the cool shit I'm exploring. Boldojo.com, drop your email in. And uh, with that being said, Randy Perez comes in with his question. $4.99. Ah, so grateful. Straight back to the channel, my friend. You're breaking the dojo. He says, hey, Adam, I would like to get some advice from you on how to have a healthy mentality. 
and also avoiding small talks with women or with people in general and how to keep a conversation going. Uh, so Randy, that's far too general. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. What well, it's the second question. I, I can, that's specific, but the first question, how to have a healthy mentality to more specific. I would need more specifics on that. Like, what do you mean? A healthy mentality around what? Around social dynamics, around sexuality, around uh, fitness. Like, what do you? I don't know what you're talking about there. Like, a healthy mentality around life, around life journey. Give me some more context, all right? Give me some more context on that. I'll come back to it because you donated to the super chat. But I will go on your small talks thing here. You say uh, avoiding small talks with women or with people in general and how to keep a conversation going. Hmm. So it depends on the context again there for why, what, what is the nature of this conversation. But, but let me just say this, avoiding small talks, small, let's look at what small talk is, Randy. Small talk, who do, who do you have small talk with? We have small talk with people that we're not comfortable with. So the sooner that you can create trust and rapport and comfort with someone, that's when small talk leaves. So it's really, and how do you, the, the fastest way to create that comfort between someone is showing them that they are the number one and that you are most keenly interested in what they have to say. As human beings, fundamental human relations principle here, we are interested most in nothing but ourselves. So the fastest way to get beyond small talk is to show the person in front of you that I'm interested in you. So small talk between two people, what you're talking about, the weather, you're talking about fucking Trump, or you're talking about this X, X, Y, and Z that none of you really cares about is because none of you has been full willing to show the other that I'm actually really interested in you. So in the moment, I don't have small talk with people because I don't care for small talk. I care for you. And that's the principle in which that I'm going to get straight to you. I'm going to get straight to your whys. I want to know everything about what gets you and what lights you up in this world. You know, when I'm, when I'm on, I spend a lot of time traveling, especially when I'm, when I was overseas doing a lot of overseas coaching in the U S and in Canada, et cetera. There's a lot of time spent in particular potential small talk situations on planes, uh, in airports, in, in the uh, Uber cabs, in the Ubers, et cetera, uh, getting checked in for my Airbnbs. I, I spend no time in small talk because I really genuinely care about other people. You kind of need that. But even if you're not quite there yet, at least give them that idea that you are genuinely interested in them. And so all you have to do is just ask them. Just ask them questions. Ask them about... So one of my favorite ways is because I don't like the question of, well, what do you do with yourself? But hey, what, what gets you going? What excites you? What lights you up? You know, that's a great way of opening someone up. She said, what lights you up? Now, that's my vocabulary. Take your own words. How would you interpret that for yourself, Randy? It's like, what? because that's what interests me. What interests me is why people live. That's, I always, for all of my clients, what's your reason for waking up? What is your purpose in this life? Just a really friendly way of saying that is, you know, what gets you going? What lights you up in this life? You know, what, what gets you excited during the day? And so someone goes, oh, someone's asking me that? Oh, fuck, this is what I'm excited in. This is what I'm going to dive into. Boom, no more small talk. The moment you show someone, instead of, like, if you start an interaction with someone, whether it be you're in the line at the fucking sushi, you're at the sushi, you're getting your sushi, and you're standing next to someone, and instead of being like, oh, yeah, so pretty good sushi place, huh? Instead of that, just be like, yeah, what's your favorite piece of sushi? 
bam, right there, that person's going to be like, ah, oh, fucking love a sashimi style. I love a sashimi style. <laughs> you get into that sashimi style together. <clears throat> and you start talking about all the different things that you like. And, and the next minute, you're probably sitting next to each other. You're probably down in a sashimi style next to this guy. There's your best friend. Or there's your next friend. Now you guys, you, you add each other. Small talk ends the moment you show the person that you actually give a fuck, that you actually care about them. And that's and so you don't have to entertain it. And so, yeah, it's like small talk is just a byproduct of two people who are not willing to show the other that they actually care and that they are comfortable to trust that person, right? It's like, you just got to trust that the person in front of you is not going to be a dick and that the person in front of you would actually like to open up. Now, in the event that that person doesn't open up, well, then there's, what more can you do? What more can you do? There's nothing more you can do uh, past that point. But just showing someone, most people, if you just show someone, uh, which is actually, I'm, I'm very good with making people in environments. One of my particular skill sets is going up to fish and turning them into dragons. For those of you that have seen any of my content around uh, going out at night, this photo in particular, tips for chill guys going out at night. I talk about fish. I talk about girls that are fish. It is one of my great, great interests in this life to see if I can convert. I love one of my tactics, uh, one of my targets at night, like side objectives. One of my, uh, like just like uh, the side achievements I like to do at night is that I want to see how many fish I can convert to dragons. And what that means is how many girls can I see that outwardly look like they're having a shit night and that they just look like they're having the worst night. It's like, why did you come out? Why did you come out? Why did you come out if you look like you came out to not have a good night? I actively look for those girls and see if I can convert them into girls that are going to now have a great night. Fish to dragons. Right? Why fish? Because they're just boring as fuck. Right, they're just like, root, root, root. they're just fish. Root, root, root. That, that's all they're like. They, you ask them, like, so you go after them, it's like, yo, what's good? What's happening tonight? And they're just like, uh, nothing. And that's a fish. And it's like, yeah, it's like, so you start through qualification. You look like the kind of girl that's, uh, I don't know, you look like you're, you do some really boring shit during the day, but I don't know, maybe you, you, you slice necks at night. You put, you just put it on her with that. And she's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I study accounting. <laughs> and you're like all right we got ourselves a fish here that's get in for me and so instead of small talk bullshit with that girl i want to convert her and the way that you convert her is just putting on her i want to know about you i want to know about you and i'm going to crack you and that way that i crack her is just by showing all-time interest in her and it's be, it'll be amazing in which that it amazes you that when you actually show people that you genuinely care and the way that you do that is not through small talk because small talk is actually like a back, a passive backhand. When you actively engage small talk with people, you're kind of actually showing them that you don't care about them and that you don't want to know about their lives and that you don't want to get into real conversation. If you persist with small talk, that's what you're really saying to them. So with fish, now I want to know more about you. You're not giving me much. I want to know more about you. I'm going to keep going in on you until, until like, listen, I, I go pretty deep on those, but anyway, I'm going to wrap this up, Randy, because I want to see if you get me for the context. All right. Roy's up in this chat. <laughs> right, I'll address you in a second because I'm in a bit, I'm in a bit of a, a bit of a back and forth with Randy Perez here. Uh, Randy says, 
Uh, I'm just going back to his question here. Yeah, how to? So he's, the other thing he mentioned was how to keep the conversation going. So the listen, the, that mentality is broken. How to keep a conversation going? That is a broken mentality because someone who is trying to keep a conversation going is stuck in their mind, stuck in their mind. Any client that I've ever seen, any client that I've ever seen that when he gets lost for words in front of a woman, what's he doing? He's looking away from her. His eyes are out here. His eyes are down here, just like, hmm, what can I say next? Hmm, what's, what's that thing? Well, what would be the next best thing to say? He's not present with her, right? That There is no conversation to be kept going. When you are present with a woman, when you are present with anyone in front of you, they are the gold. The person in front of you provides all you will ever need to keep this conversation going. There's no, you're in front of a human being. Do you know how mathematically and statistically rare it is to even be alive? It is inconceivable that you're alive. They're the gold. All time. I, I was just uh, coaching one of my new clients who's on the Bowen side. Shouts away. On uh, he he runs out of qualification. I'd say the moment you run out of court, when you get like he runs out of things to say during qualification, the moment you run out of things to say, and I did the role play of him in our coaching session, the moment you run out of things to say, what the f- is that the posty? Is that the fucking posty? Someone at the gate. I don't know. Yes. No. Who who is this? Yeah, it is. Okay. Chot. What? Not. Oh, no, 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 this is a uh, this is a Telstra guy, I think. Or, yeah, they come by to check the meters. Because it's like this anonymous guy just walking through my gate. Okay, anyways, that's a bit strange. Anyways, coming back on here. Uh, yeah, the moment that he, he so quote-unquote, runs out of things to say is the moment his eyes look to the left. Now, now, what does that mean? It just means that he's gone into his mind. And I told him that I could qualify you for the end of time. I will never run out of anything to say for the end of time if I am present with you in the moment. Because you are everything. You give me everything. Just the way that you look at me, the way that you're dressed, the vibe that you give me, what I think, what I feel, what I see about you. I will go on you for the rest of time because I'm generally present with you. I'm interested in you. I'm here with you right now. So the mentality of how to keep a conversation going, that's broken. And what it means is that you are not present with them. You are in your mind. And there is nothing to be found in your mind. There is no conversation to be found in your mind. The moment you do that, you separate yourself from conversation. Yeah, that's straight tactics. So uh, now, because Randy donated, I will dive back up. It looks like he gave me uh, some further context. So... Yes, his further question, which was very general, in which he said... I'd like to get some advice on how to have a healthy mentality, but there was not enough context. He then provided me with further context saying a healthy lifestyle, how to have a healthy mentality around lifestyle, like keeping healthy habits in your life. So uh, hold up. His, the initial question was, I would like to get some advice on how to have a healthy mindset. He means more tactically to a healthy mindset around having a healthy lifestyle. Yes, I guess. It's a little bit complicated with the words, but I get what you're meaning, Randy. So where do you want us to begin? That's an entire podcast. So I'll, I'll try and make it as tactical for you as possible, which is that first and foremost, you want to look at yourself as an organic being. You're an organic being in which that your psychology, your physicality, 
They are intertwined and interrelated based on what you input. What is your input, right? What do you feed your organic machine? Do you feed your organic machine a bullshit McDonald's or do you feed your organic machine the most deeply enriched nutrient-based game wild meat if you uh, if you eat meat or the most uh, orga- organically sourced nutrients from from plant matter, whatever your modality it is, but look at the quality of what you input. Look at the quality of your input because the quality of what you input will equal the quality of what you output. 100%. You put in shit, you will export shit. I don't know that many people that are operating on high levels that eat shit, that have shitty lifestyles, that treat their bodies like shit. I just don't, I don't see that. I do not see that. So I'll be looking at number one, checkpointing about the quality of nutrients that you get in. I would get your nutrition handled first. 100% I'll get your nutrition handled first. Uh, Then for sure, sleep, sleep. Actually, sleep is number one, actually. Sleep would be number one. If you're not sleeping right, if you're not getting seven to nine hours of hardcore sleep, you're just not. you never going to be able to perform at your highest level. Sleep for sure, then nutrition, past nutrition, then your uh, physicality, as in terms of your, uh, your fitness, in terms of uh, your biomechanics, how you operate in this life, uh, your battle readiness. I'll check that next. And those, those are really the, the three pillars, sleep, nutrition, and then exercise. Those three in that order, get those three sorted first. Um, now just to provide you a little more further context, I will start to wrap this up here though. In terms of, cause I know we've, we're in social here and it's not just about, you know, a healthy mentality around healthy lifestyle also includes the social for sure. And I would say that in this day and age, it's not so much about being a man of a thousand acquaintances, but more so about being a man that has three or four brothers. I've experimented with both. And what I've found is that it's much, I think it's healthier. I think it's healthier in our day and age if you ran into just cultivate a few relationships socially, at least in the most healthy way possible, of just people that you'd ride or die. And this is a great tag back to what this entire social QA live and this entire podcast has been about, which is just have wings that are brothers. Have wings that are brothers. Have, have relationships with people that are 10,000 feet deep rather than having relationships with people that are one feet deep that go a, a 10,000 circumference, right? I'm not so much about the breadth, more so about the depth of people. And I think that's far more sustaining. It's far more healthy, uh, in my opinion. Because then, like, it's, again, it's just like it's people that you would defend the walls with. You know, if you, if it's one of the things, the visualizations that I have, like if you could go into your mind right now and think, of, well, if my village was under attack, if, if, if my village was under attack by the hordes, if a horde of invading enemies was, was at my walls tomorrow and I had to select 10 to 15, 5 to 10, 3 to 5 people that I would have next to me defending the walls that would be on my left and be on my right, who would those people be? That, that, that's the kind of mentality I'm thinking about here. And that's the people I want defending my walls with. Those are the people I'll spend most of my time with. And it's not to say that you can't have acquaintances and give them some of your energy, but they shouldn't be getting a lot of your energy. Well, at least in my opinion, I find that more sustaining for me. Anyways, that's all I would say. So I'm a, I'll wrap it up there. We went hard. We went hard. We went all over the shop with Randy Bats because he uh, donated that $4.99 super chat, which goes straight back to this channel. And I will just right now here, take a dip out and say, if you guys are enjoying this content on the social Q&A, drop me a thumbs up down below. Let me know you're enjoying this content. Drop me questions uh, in the uh, chat box. We'll get to them as many as we can. 
Uh, within the next uh, five minutes or so, we're going to dip out in about five minutes, which is why the Super Chat is so good because it gets your question bumped to the top. And uh, and yeah, also, if you're just joining this right now, it's Friday, the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, first edition coming out later this afternoon in about four hours or so. Go to bowldoja.com, drop your email in, quick sip of social dynamics, I'll do some shit I'm exploring. And uh, you'll get that edition today. Otherwise, you have to wait till next week. It's free. So, uh, Randy, again, thank you for that uh, that super chat. I really appreciate it. So, again, I, I often have this tendency to then take the questions below his super chat. But I realized there were questions before his super chat. So, I'll go back up above that and not slide those people off. But, by the way, uh, I do just see that uh, Roy was in this chat. Uh for those of you that don't know Roy, or for those of you that don't know, uh, he's we've done a podcast. He's one best mate of all time. Uh, he's original bowl guy, original on bowl wings, and he's also the guy who's left of the thumbnail. He's also the guy who's the that stud that started the left of the thumbnail. Uh, you guys can we did a full podcast together. He's been on the podcast, and he's one of my ride or dies. He is one of the guys that I would have defending the wall with me, and uh, he's uh. He's obviously, his name's not Roy in the chat. His name's Hartley Conboy in the chat. Uh, but that's why he said Ra. That's my nickname for him. And uh, good to see you, Roy. Good to see you here. So anyways, I'll go back up the chat right now and just answer a few questions before I do have to dip out in about five minutes or so. So, uh, and yeah, all those stories that I was telling before when Matt and Roy uh, were in the club and they were fucking shit up and just dancing with these girls and I was with that fact chick. <laughs> Oh shit, Roy! If you were if you weren't watching this entire time, go if you in your own time, uh, whether on the uh, podcast or on YouTube, you should you should listen to me tell that story. It's a good story. You remember it. So, um, <clears throat> okay, I got to go back up this chat box. Yes, here we go because I don't want to skip any questions. So the last question that I got to was Halloween pranksters. Then the super chat came in. So the next question was from Saint Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis says to me, now I'm pretty sure, yeah, Adam, how about bringing Jordan onto your potter? Yes, I have thought about this. And actually, because with the story with Jordan was that we separated a long time ago to go down our completely different paths. He used to be on the channel. We started the channel together. But since then, uh, he's gone down a completely different journey over the last three to four years. We hadn't seen each other in three years and we just saw each other for the first time about a month ago. And uh, But he's been keeping up to date with everything. And he's been on a fucking whirlwind of a journey. And there was no bad blood, by the way. As I've spoken about this before, there was no bad blood between us. He was just so young at the time and he needed to go to explore. He's been traveling the world. He is now studying uh, psychology. He's, he's settled down with a girl he's deeply in love with. And uh, shout out to him if he's watching this right now. Uh, I would love to have Jordan on the potter. However, uh, he did want me to remove all of his content from the channel. So it's something, I'll, I'll run it by him. I'll run it by him. It's just the reason why I removed all of his, he asked me to remove all of his content from the channel was because of the field of work he's now in. He's now in the social sciences and he just wanted to have a clean break from it all and not have uh, the pickup stuff related to it. No worries, absolutely. And no bad blood as well. You know, it's, he'll, he'll be a ride or die for life for sure. So I'll ask him. I'll ask him uh, if he if he wants to come on the potter. 
I fucking would love that. A a Potter with jo- with Jay would go for hours and hours and hours. It would be set, it would have to be many the stories we would tell. The fucking stories. But yeah, I'll ask him. He might not be down, but I'll ask him, okay? Good question, Lou. Okay, so the next question. Oh shit, Bobby B. Bobby B comes in saying, Looks like I tuned in just in time. Hey Adam. B B uh to your message about you having your first, uh, I think it was your first pull home. This is one of my clients, um, one of my bootcamp clients uh, from New York. Uh, that was amazing, absolutely amazing. And uh, I hope that you're, you're still learning and that uh, whatever happened with that girl, whatever happened with that fruit, just amazing. The amount of work you've put in over the last 16 weeks since bootcamp, amazing, incredible. And that's another X on your map. That's another X, that's another X marks the spot on your, on your journey, on your world map of the journey. It's incredible that pull home. So uh, don't worry about uh, what happens more with her. Just keep getting more reference. Keep getting more experience. Fuck yes. I love it when my clients are in the chat. Okay. So uh, moving forward, Adi says, you right, boss. You right. And then Ian. Okay. So Ian's got a pretty in-depth question here. I do have to, I, pr- I probably have to dip out right now, actually. So I'll see how in-depth this question is because we've been going for like an hour and 45 minutes here. And uh, I do, uh, I've got things to get to. So I'll see how in-depth Ian's question is. If it's too in-depth, Ian, I will make it, I'll save it for the next Q&A. And hey, I might even make it the topic for the next Q&A. We'll see. Let me see what his question is. I'll read it out. We'll see what it is. So Ian says to me, how do you manage to continue the work and the progress when you can't afford to put full immersive periods of time into the journey? So far, my journey has been a constant back and forth between putting intensive periods of action and growing from that, but then having to stop to focus temporarily on career and then to come back and have to start again 10 steps behind from where I left. It's amazing you've asked this question here, Ian, because I've had this conversation literally three times this week with individual clients. I've literally, I was speaking of my guy in Canada yesterday. The day before that, I was speaking of my client in New York. The day before that, I was speaking of my... Who was it? Who's the other one? I can't remember where he was from, but I've definitely had this conversation three times this week. This conversation three times, three week. Fuck, it's just, it's, it's such, it's the theme of the week. It's the theme of the week. So I can actually, I can get this quick for you here because uh, Ian, you're spinning wheels. What you're telling me there is that you're spinning wheels and that the work, and, and actually, Ian, we've talked about this before. We have definitely talked about this before, specifically from me to you in one of these social Q&As, which is that, I'm pretty sure it was you, but if not, I'll say it again here, which is that, and I'll actually, no, I'll say it new for you. I'll say it new for you, which is what I've been saying to all my clients, which is that there is a progression in your skill set and that it is quite linear in which that, and let's use the clock face as well. Oh, there's so many here, but within this jungle, right, we need to excavate. We need to excavate the space within this jungle in which that your foundations are going to be let, uh, laid, and in which case your temple will be built upon that foundation. Now, the excavation, the excavation, right, is your 30-day challenge. And what does that mean? The illumination of the path. So everyone needs to begin with a 30-day challenge of immersive period to lay down. Okay, what is actually? Let's understand ourselves here. Let's let's look at our skill set, our social skill set, and understand where we're actually at. 
Okay, boom. Once you've done that, that is the excavated space within your jungle to know that now we can actually build. Now we can actually build our temple upon that. And from that point, you're going to know whether do I need to go out five days a week, three days a week, four days a week, seven days a week. But everyone must do an immersive 30-day hardcore challenge to get to know themselves. Otherwise, and this comes back here, which is that if you're not willing to do that, don't do it at all. If you're not willing to do correct work, don't do work at all. Incorrect work is worse than work. Sorry. Incorrect work is worse than no work at all. There you go. This is from last week's social Q&A from Kev. That was the other guy. That was the other guy I was talking to with. It was a client from New York as well. Which is that, Ian, what you're telling me here is the worst thing in the world. When you're saying here that you come back and you're 10 steps behind, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable because it's, it's, it's depressing. It's so depressing. And you're really just talking about my journey here. I will just dive in for just a little bit of this more here because it's a real pain point, which is that if you do this journey right, 12 to 12 shouldn't take you years. If you, The only person going full circle should take years is someone who is between 0 to 3 on the scale of 0 to 10, 10 being an absolute natural, zero being the hard case of all hard cases, right? And now for my most hardcore hard cases of clients, right, even those guys that work harder than anyone else and that liaise with me and that have been through bootcamp with me and are just regularly checking with me on Skype or breaking out of the infields, I review their journals day in after day out on the monthly, et cetera, et cetera. They're going out meeting five to cut 10 girls a day, you know, five days out of the week past their 30-day challenges, et cetera. So much work. Even that guy, 16 weeks later, still has a lot of more work to do, but is maybe starting to get towards his first sexual intimacy with these different girls he's bringing back from cold approach. Still progressing though. And that's for the hardest of all hardest cases. I don't know you, Ian. I don't know where you're at. But you're asking me here, how do you manage to continue the work and the progress when you can't afford to put full immersive periods of time into the journey? If you can't afford to put full immersive periods of time into the journey, don't do it at all. Incorrect work is much worse than no work at all. Why? Because you get depressed, because you get knocked out twice, because the reason why incorrect, I said this in the last Q&A, so I'll wrap it up here. The reason why, for those of you that didn't see that, the reason why incorrect work is worse than no work at all is because incorrect work is still work. Going out two to three times a week Going out once a week, once every second week, that still requires courage. That still requires effort. And then for you to then go out two, three times a week and you get to the stage where maybe you can you can grab a girl's number inconsistently, maybe 50% of the time, and maybe you've been able to go out on a few instant dates, maybe you can get a few day twos here and there, but for the most part, eight out of 10 times, you can't consistently bring the girls in that you wish to be bringing in. You're not taking them through the full play of open qualification investment clothes, through to the day two, through to sexual intimacy, and then casual relationships if you guys align. If you're not able to do that, and that's not happening, yet you're still putting in work. You're still having to go out there to even bring those interactions in, but they never fully realize. That's why it's worse, because that leads to depression. That leads to you feeling useless. That's, that leads to you feeling like a piece of shit, right? And that, that's my journey. That was why for two years, when I was spinning my wheels, right, not fully immersively investing my time into this, just going out once every week, once every second week, got to the stage of being out of number harvest, 
but no day twos, no lays, no casual relationships, no long-term relationship. Two years, two years of that, you feel like shit. You feel like absolute shit. It's the worst. And it would have been better for me at the time if I just acknowledged that, well, if I'm not willing to put in the work and do a full excavation, aka 30-day challenge, and then build from there, then I'm not going to do it at all. I'm just going to take that energy and relinquish my ideas of self-cultivation in this space and put that energy into something else. Because then at least I won't get knocked out twice. You get knocked out by the fact that, well, I'm putting in all this work and it's not coming to fruition. And then you get knocked out second because I actually had to put in that work and it's turning against me. Incorrect work, it turns against you. That's why I say to you, Ian, is that if you're spinning your wheels, that's it's your. not only is it your fault, it's your fault, but you will only perpetually continue to spin your wheels. Until you change, until you're willing to fully commit. So I say, it's like, you either do it right, do it right, or don't do it at all. Because it actually hurts you by not doing it right. You think that it's better than nothing to be doing it slightly on and off and not be doing it the full way. It's actually the worst, my man. It hurts me. It hurts me that you're coming into this chat box right now and that you haven't fully realized your social development. You, sh- you shouldn't be where you are right now. You shouldn't be. Like, I know you've been following me for long enough. I know you've been following me for a long time. It's, it's painful to hear that you aren't where you want to be because you're repeating the same journey that I went down and you don't have to. You're telling me here that you're temporarily focusing on your career. Listen, I'm not saying don't focus on your career. Just don't try and do both at the same time if you can't manage both at the same time. Get, get your career handled, right? Get that shit handled and then come back if you're not willing to fully invest in social development right now because going out once a week, once every second week is clearly not enough for you. For some guys, and this is all relevant to you, if you're a newbie watching this, it's relevant to who you are. For a five, for a seven above for sure, they can probably go out once, two, three times a week, one time, two times a week, do maybe half a 30-day challenge and be okay. But you got to know yourself. And that is the most painful thing in the world to see someone, to see someone on the 27th of September, 2019, come back two years later and have the same problem. That is the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. I lived it. And I will never go back there. And this is my mentality towards everything in life now. You either do it right or you do not do it at all. You take the energy you would have invested in that two to three times a week, once every now and again. You take that energy and you go full in the direction that you really want to go into. And then at another time, girls will always be here. The journey of social development will always be here. And I know I was supposed to wrap up 10 minutes ago and I'm fucking pushing my schedule here. But this is really important to me. And it's really important because I've had this discussion three times this week with three different clients. And say so until 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 you're ready to fully commit, it's never going to do what you ever think it was. It's never going to do what you ever thought it would do for you. You're never going to fully realize. You're never going to fully realize. It's 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 like we take this mentality, and for some reason you'd never apply this to anything else. But in social, we seem to get confused with this. You'd never apply this to becoming a black belt in jujitsu. You'd never take the same mentality in that you currently have in learning the guitar, in learning a language. You would never think you could do any of those things by being on and off with it and hope to become a black belt or an or competent or conscious, or as I go back on the clock face, to becoming unconsciously competent. You would never think you could go 12 to 12 unconsciously competent by being on and off, half-assed about it, 
and having to switch gears over time. It's not how I did it. The only way that I did it, the only way that I went 12 to 12 and got my place from unconscious incompetence to unconscious competence, that full circle was going and dedicating my entire life to it for a very short period of time. And I got it done. Okay. So it's just, I thought I'd give you more here. And I, I said I was going to potentially save it for the next one, but this, it's, this is this week. Like, this is this week. And I thought I'll just, I got to, fuck it. I'm going to be late for some things. <laughs> I'm going to be late for some things. So, my friends, if I didn't get around to your questions today, uh, save it for next time. Or if uh, next time, also just so you know, if you notice in the super chat, those super chats get bumped to the top for sure. Because, uh, you know, you honor that and they donate back to the channel. I always bump those to the top. So, I'll get back, I'll get to your questions. Uh, either uh, next week, save them for next week, and I might just pick one of them for the very next social Q&A. I'll have a look at it in post. But I thank you all for uh, being here. And if you did enjoy this content, drop me a thumbs up down below. Uh, drop me a comment what, with how you thought about it, how you thought about the content. If you're watching this in post on YouTube, drop me a comment on the video itself. It really helps out the video. I'd really appreciate it. And uh, for all of you that are listening on the uh, Spotify podcast, on iTunes, on CastBox, if you downloaded this directly from Bordage.com, uh, send me some feedback on the gram. It'll be saying one. And of course, for those of you that have not signed up to the Bull Sip, right, that new weekly free email newsletter, a quick sip of social dynamics, and all the other cool shit I'm exploring, the first edition will be going out today. It's free at 3.20 p.m. Australian Central Standard Time. Uh, that's Adelaide time. And just all you have to do is go to bodoja.com, drop your email in, and uh, you'll be sent a confirmation email. And I uh, hit yes on that. You receive the very next zip. So, yes, that's it, my friends. Come back next week. I've been loving these. Uh, boot camp season's coming up as well, so we will have to adjust the times. We do these on some of the sessions. But at least for the next few weeks, uh, I will be doing this at the same time. So save your questions for then. Tons of fire content coming out. There's a new content, a new video that went out this morning. Check that out on how to get Shy Girls to open up. And with that being said, I thank you all so much for being here. It's an absolute time. This life is an absolute time. Yeah, and I wish you all the best in your journeys. Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Thank you very much for diving into this episode of Social Q&A live, my friends. If you would like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on the gram at uitang1, double O-I-Tang-1. Also, if you missed this live stream but would like to join in on the next one, just on YouTube at the bowl. Every Friday, at least for the foreseeable future, we will be doing this at 10 a.m. Australian Central Standard Time, which is Adelaide time, converted to your city, of course. Now, just before you go as well, don't forget, the Bowl Sip weekly free email newsletter is now alive. If you guys would like a quick sip of social dynamics and all the other cool shit I'm exploring before your weekend dive, just head to boldoja.com, drop your email in. There will be a confirmation email sent to your inbox. Hit yes on that and uh, you receive the very next tip. And I would love your feedback on this episode as well. Whether you want to slide me an email at boldoja.com, or you want to slide me a DM on the gram or on YouTube, drop a comment, that'll be most appreciated. And of course, this episode is brought to you by boldoja.com, where you guys can pick up that crash course to kick us day game, get your day game sorted, pair it up with a 30-day challenge, you'll be sweet. Also booking one-on-one Skype coaching, where you guys can dive into your limiting beliefs, create action plans to create change in your actual life. And if you'd like to become a bowl insider, which gains access to priority messaging, priority session bookings as well, which I cannot do for everyone. It's only for the bowl insiders. You can also book those through the website. And also for those of you that really want to dive in deep and attain the freedom of choice in your day in life, be anywhere and be in any state, see that woman that you're so much attracted to, coconut oil style, <laughs> and be able to bring the best of your 50. And of course, day game foundational boot camps. You can sign up for those at all that. 
boldojo.com. Now, if you guys would like to donate anything to support this channel, you can do so directly through boldojo.com. In the podcast section, there's a donate button at the top. You can donate directly from there. Or if you prefer PayPal, there's also paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. All the links are down below. And anything that you guys do contribute, go straight back to the channel. I super appreciate it. I'm very grateful. It blows my mind. So thank you very much. And of course, I'm wishing you all the very best in your life, the very best in your journeys. Thank you so much for being here with me. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.